0: Welcome to the Mainstream Paranormal Podcast. I'm your host, Merle. And I'm Larry. we got a good show for you today. We're actually combining two, um, two stories, I guess you want to call it.
1: Yep. One of them is on the uh, Witch of Yazoo, Mississippi. Which is... Not well. I mean, it's what three hours from it's us? Three hour drive from where we live. Yeah. So I mean, that's, that's going to be south. A, three so. hours south of where we are.
0: Right. Yeah, we're we're in North Mississippi. Right. Um, but from what I could tell, it it's a pretty interesting little story. Oh yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. And our next one after that, we're gonna dive into the Bell Witch of Adams, Tennessee.
1: Mm-hmm. Couple of witches here. Yep. <laughs>
0: All right, so we're just going to go ahead and jump in. Um, The Witch of Yazoo. Uh, We got, um, so in Yazoo City's Greenwood Cemetery, um, this is in Yazoo, Mississippi, uh, there's a story etched into one of the tombstones. It's the story of the Witch of Yazoo. A woman who lived on the outskirts of town and came to an untimely death. Then twenty years later, she rose from the grave and burned the entire town to the ground.
1: A lot of people have uh, mixed feelings about that. Some say it's true. Some of them say that you know it was just coincidence. But when it happened, it actually happened on the date that she said it would happen.
0: Right. Yeah. The le- the little backstory. The legend goes. On May 25th, 1884, the Yazoo City Police were investigating the disappearance of several fishermen. Um, Their investigation led them to a cabin in the swamp just outside of town. While inspecting the shed of the property, police found several bones. The woman, now thought to be a witch, immediately fled her cabin and ran into the swamp. There she met her fate, sinking into a patch of quicksand and drowning. However, before her head passed under the sand, she vowed that she would return twenty y- in 20 years to burn the entire town to the ground. So, mm-hmm. I mean, right there, you know, it goes back to, you know, she said, you know, yeah. when she said she was going to come back and do it. So 20 years later, on the anniversary of her death, a fire really did break out in Yazoo City, just as she said it would. Uh, the fire originally uh, originated in a part of town occupied by the Western Union and the post, post-telegraph companies and quickly spread to the telephone exchange, which completely cut them off from the outside world, you know, so they couldn't call get any calls for help to come in and due to the unseasonably high winds the fire quickly spread Um, so I mean by the the time they were able to get it extinguished you know over 200 homes and most of the businesses in the town of Yazoo were destroyed so I mean basically like as far as damages go you know like, in today's money, they said it was probably nearly worth $50 million.
1: No, that was actually $2 million their time, $50 yeah, million our right. time. So, I mean, $2 million, that was... That's pretty much the whole Yeah, so town.
0: 1904, basically. Yeah. So, I mean... So, I mean, it kind of continues now. Was there really a witch, a Yazoo, you know?
1: Well... Here, here's one of the weird things. There's a grave there, and it's supposed to mark where since her body went in quicksand, they couldn't get her out. Right. So they put a grave, you know, in a cemetery mm-hmm. for her, and they put chains around it. Now, Here's one of the weird, creepy things. The chains are always brand new because they have to keep replacing these chains because the chains are always broken. And they're laying down on the grave instead of they're like in um, steel eyelets and they ran through it like a barrier. Right. Well, the chains are always broken and laying down, and we're talking huge log train chains that are like snapped.
0: Dang. And it's not like they're cut or anything like no, that. No, they're, they're just completely or they're just broken. Yeah, down they're broke.
1: It. Yeah. And that's you know goes with part of the legend that this. Uh, this woman is still haunting Yazoo, Mississippi. And I'm pretty sure uh, if you went down there and you asked uh, some locals about it, you would probably get mixed reviews, you know, on if yeah. they believe it or not.
0: But, yeah, uh, I mean, we're, we're hoping to take a trip down there. Oh, yeah.
1: Yeah, we're definitely going to do that. <laughs>
0: And they they give tours Mm -hmm. at the uh,
1: cemetery. Yep. They give tours. Um, They will um, pretty much uh, tell you the same thing we're saying. Um, They might add a little more to it. We don't know. Uh, Because we haven't got to take the tour yet. Right. And we are also gonna see about um getting in touch with the city so we could probably do an investigation one day as well mm-hmm. so I'm kind of looking forward to it so and we may man we might
0: have maybe a you know kind of a i want to say not maybe a little easier to get in since you guys do have uh your hunting club's got a cabin down in yeah, we've got...
1: We've uh, we actually have a hunting club down in Yazoo. Well, it's on the outside of Yazoo. It's like a twenty minute drive from there, so it'd be easy for us. So, who knows? But uh, and I was when I was doing research, I couldn't find the name of this quote unquote woman. Uh huh. So. I, I couldn't tell you.
0: Yeah, I mean, there's... There's not a whole lot on her.
1: No, there's not.
0: Um, There's... The reason why a lot of people wonder if there's really a witch, because there was... You know, back in 1884, you didn't have a whole lot of records being kept. I mean...
1: No, you did But if something major happened, they did keep a record in the court about it. Right. And there's hardly nothing.
0: Right, I mean there's see there was no record of any fisherman, you know. Nope. And no record of a woman drowning in quicksand. Nope. Uh at least on May 25th. See, I'm not familiar with the Yazoo area, so I don't know what the swamps are like
1: out there. Oh, they they pretty gnarly. <laughs> um Yazoo, if you're from the Mississippi, um there's a hunting refuge called panther swamp and panther swamp literally has alligators in that area um i can remember uh, probably a couple weeks ago we went down after a huge rain that we had right and everything flooded up we went down to check on our on our camp to make sure it wasn't Mm -hmm. flooded out and uh we were driving the levees and i mean we could see alligators 10 feet long if not longer just sitting on the side of the roadside and these are areas that i hunt and i didn't realize they were in there Mm -hmm. so i mean it's possible that this woman got in some 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 kind of mud or something yeah and one reason they couldn't find her is because alligator probably got her i mean it's possible I mean running flesh out there it's going to attract a lot of animals
0: yeah that's kind of this story kind of reminds me of uh, another story I heard um, it's been several years ago it was like in Ireland or something like that I think that's just the building (laughs) popping but there was a this guy uh, well, there was two neighbors and one of them they lived across the swamp from each other.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Well, it was a, a peat moss swamp. Well one guy like he always wore like a I'm trying to remember it was a some kind of hat. Okay. Like he never took it off. Well, his na- neighbor kept asking about it, you know, and he never would tell him why he never took off the hat. Well, his neighbor snuck into his house and stole his hat. Well, the next day he comes out or comes into town and he's wearing the same hat. So he's like, Well, he must have, you know, a few hats. Mm-hmm. So he goes in and steals all his hats. Go goes in his house at night, steals all his hat, all these hats. And goes home well guy wakes up and is apparently you know mm-hmm. ticked off well he goes instead of going around the swamp he cuts through the swamp and basically dry up. well they couldn't find him and he uh so the sheriff's department or whatever they are uh, the poli- the police mm-hmm. They, when they're interviewing the guy, they saw that they're gonna all go looking for him. Well, they start going through the swamp, and they found just the top of his head, Hmm. and uh, or well, they found the cap, right? Well, when they take the cap off the, the top of the swamp, they see just the top of his head sinking down. Ooh. So, the judge made that, that neighbor that stole his hands because mm-hmm. he said, you know. And this is my fault, you know, because right. I stole his hats, you know. He must have been so aggravated instead of going around, he came through it. Mm-hmm. So the judge said that for his punishment, he had to wear that hat for the rest of his life. Every day for the rest of his life. Oh. I mean, I don't know if it's a true story, but I, yeah, it's just the the sinking thing, you know. Mm-hmm. I just had to tell you it was a little off story (laughs) (laughs) if not I mean like we said there's not a whole lot on this woman Um, but I mean the the town did burn down it did most of it did burn down but we don't know if it's because of a witch or if it's just a you know a coincidence because like we said other than the 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 grave with the the headstone yeah you know and these legends there's no oh there's actually no headstone
1: it's, it's a, just a grant. it's a marker yeah it's a marker and it's see, a from concrete um, like a concrete slab uh uh-huh. with a marker put on it and then around that is okay, the chain
0: so, so the pictures that I've seen the headstone that we see in the pictures is not her headstone I don't believe so okay all right, I'm. I guess I'm off on that, but hey, I'm off on a lot of stuff.
1: <laughs> well, the, unless they just put one up because last, the last I saw of it uh-huh. was only a flat, uh, like a flat name marker. Right. That you know, it's concrete, and then the concrete slab and the chain around it. So, could be something new. Yeah. Because of the notoriety of all this. But they have put up, I don't know. <clears throat> but uh Yazo's uh also uh it's steeped in a lot of civil war right stuff as well. So yeah.
0: that reminds me when we when we leave or get done with our episode, mm-hmm. we need to take just drive down to that other that cemetery. Okay, it's probably a 10, 10 minute drive. Okay. or so check out that gravestone. Yep, that I wanted to ta- talk to you about. Okay, that'll be hopefully another episode coming up.
1: Hope it's an investigation coming up. Can't wait. Yeah.
0: So I mean, if you guys have any uh, speaking of investigations, if you guys have any what do you want to say, troubles with the paranormal? and
1: Questionable situations. Yeah. That would be the best way to put it.
0: Yeah, I guess you would call it questionable.
1: We are here to help answer those questions if possible.
0: Yep. And, of course, you know, you just send us a private message on Facebook. You know, nobody's going to see it but us. That's right. Or send us a email at um, mainstreamparanormalpodcast
1: at gmail.com. dot com. Mm-hmm.
0: But I mean, really, that's all we really have on. Yeah, the there's
1: not much on this
0: um, at all. We just wanted to start off with that because it's it's not really local to us, but it's in our own home state. You know. So that's why we decided to go ahead and start with witchy yaz
1: yeah just a small one to kind of kick off the uh the witch day or the witch cast yeah that's a good word for it the witch cast
0: <laughs> okay we're uh, had to take a little pause there for a second to check on some information
1: yep we had to we we here at mainstream want to make sure we get the right facts out and if we're wrong we want to correct it before you know we just leave it be so i mean we could
0: go back you know i'm sorry to interrupt you but we could go back and edit it out but it's easier
1: just to say hey we went back and looked and we verified you know and uh i was wrong it's not log chains it's Uh, actually kind of if if you can imagine like a iron paper clip right Interlocked with another paper clip. That's what that chain looks like.
0: Right. It's still, it's pretty thick. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's not as thick as log chains, but, you know, from all of our research we've done, you know, mm-hmm. spirits and witches and stuff like that. This is an iron chain. Right. You know, from, you know, us being in the paranormal field, you know, spirits and stuff have issue with iron.
1: Mm-hmm. Kind of poor containment, right? So,
0: so I mean, I figure that may be why they use an iron chain around this grave because it's not high enough to keep people out of the grave, right? But it could keep. It's meant to keep a spirit in. Yeah, but it's not working. No, literally, from what we just looked at, that chain was broke on the ground, several links,
1: several places, and they, you know they do say they replace it quite a bit right and it still ends up in the same configuration off the um what would you say what would you say it was uh supports yeah off the supports on the ground broke yeah. and even the the slab um is cracked right down the center because they said when they put it there yeah the same what was it the same day
0: yeah, the same day.
1: Same day they put it on the slab. Literally, cracked itself all the way down from one end to the and, other. And
0: this is a, this is a pretty new slab. Yeah. this was the day that I seen. I was nineteen ninety
1: seven. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, and that's granite. That's you yeah. not. And granite's not easy to, especially something like that. It's right. not easy to break. Those things are heavy. Right. Yeah. So I mean, that's yeah. We what we need to do is we need to find out, get some information, and head down and do an investigation. Yeah. That's what we
0: need. Yeah, to do. that's what we need to do, on that.
1: and guys, let me make another note notation here. I mentioned this a minute ago to Merle. We're here doing these uh, witch podcasts for you, and uh, I just happened to look over, and my buddy Merle is wearing a Harry Potter's Platform Nine and Three Quarter T-shirt. <laughs> Yeah,
0: I didn't even think about it when I put it on in that's doing this. There you go. I just want to, you know, just grabbed the t-shirt out, you know, and I pause it. <laughs> because <and laughs> I thought it was supposed to be a pretty warm day, but in Mississippi, you go from 80 degrees one day and... 34 like, at night. Yeah, and it was, it was 60 when I... Mm-hmm. When I came out here. Yeah, five more minutes, it'll change again. Yeah. I mean, I had I had the air conditioning running in the building all night to make sure it was nice in here. Yeah. I walked in, it was freezing. Man, Jeez. it was cold.
1: I was telling him, I walked in wearing a um, uh, long sleeve Magellan uh, fishing shirt. And um, he asked me if I was chilling. I told him I slept with the windows open, ceiling fan going. Um and my night my fan on my nightstand blowing and I got a little chilled and I haven't been able to shake it so. But anyway, back to our podcast. We're sorry about just jumping subject like that, but you know, hey, that, boy, that happens. You know, we like you know, hey, you know that's
0: that's our podcast. Yeah, I you mean, know, we may run off on a tangent, but we're going to come back to the
1: information. Yeah, we'll come back
0: to the original subject. So. And sometimes if you, uh, if we take a pause,
1: it's either to look up something that we need to get correction on, make sure we're telling you guys right. Normally we do research everything we talk about. And uh, we researched this one. Um, The thing is, is there's not a lot of research or information on Yazoo Witch. And I remembered... A, uh, the, the thing about the the chains and then I remember there was something that we could go back and refer to it and that's what we did because I want to make sure you guys get the right information so I think that's going to end the, the witch of Yazoo so what we're probably fixing to do now is go to which other witch? the bell witch there you go now there, there's
0: quite a bit more on the Bell Witch. Bell Witch has been around a lot longer. Yeah, and there's as far m- as the
1: story goes, the story and there's also documentation right. and stuff on this. And
0: I mean, this was it was even documented by a former president. Mm-hmm. Yep, which we'll get we'll get to. But um, kind of a little backstory, you know, uh, in the early 1800s, you know, this man by named by John Bell. He moved his family from North Carolina to, they call it the Red River Bottom Land, Mm -hmm. Um, Robertson County, Tennessee. It's right there in the Adams, Tennessee area. Um, He purchased some land and a large house for his family. And over the next several years, you know, he increased his land to, you know, over 300 acres and cleared fields for planting, that which... I'll kind of come in to what we're fixing
1: to talk about Um, he was made an elder of the Red River Baptist Church Um, they had three more children after they moved to Tennessee Um, Elizabeth they called her Betsy was born in 1806 Richard uh, was the I want to say middle child he was in 1811 and the youngest, Joel, in 1813. Uh, let's see here. Uh, there's a weird story that on, uh, that's on been said that on one day in 1817, uh, John Bell was inspecting his cornfield when he encountered a strange looking animal sitting in the middle of a corn roll uh he said he was shocked by the appearance of the animal um he said that the animal had a body of a dog and the head of a rabbit uh he even makes took it.
0: makes you wonder how big the dog was was it a big dog with a little bit of head or kind of reminds
1: it? you of a chihuahua don't it yeah i mean body of a Chihu- dog looks you know a chihuahua kind of has the head of a rabbit small little head pointy ears yeah except you got you know
0: a chihuahua you got a big old head, a little bitty butt. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh, bobblehead there. Yeah. Um, he said he even took a shot at it uh, several times, but the animal vanished. Uh, he said he didn't think about it, you know, after that. And uh, uh, later Early. that evening, he, um, he began hearing beating sounds on that side of the walls of their house. Now, back in the 1800s the houses were more like log homes and right um, they' were plank plank boards instead of like what we have now right yeah so
0: said uh, the mysterious sounds continued uh, they increased in frequency and force um, so I guess they got faster and beaten a whole harder. lot harder yeah um, said so Bell and his sons often they'd hurry outside the Try to catch whoever was beaten on the mm-hmm. walls and, you know, got out there and there wasn't anybody out there.
1: Ding dong ditch, huh? <laughs> um,
0: in the weeks that followed, the bell children began waking up. They'd wake up scared, uh, complain that rats were gnawing at their bedposts. And after that, uh, the children began complaining of, ha- of having their bed... Their bed covers, mm-hmm. I guess their blankets and stuff. Yep. Pulled from them and their pillows tossed onto the floor.
1: Um, but there wasn't anybody there. Yeah. I mean, you know, with a lot of uh, paranormal, um, I guess you would say, poltergeist. Because right. that's typical poltergeist, poltergeist activity right there. Right. Pulling the sheets, throwing stuff, noises. That's typical poltergeist. Right. So um they say as time went on the bells uh, began hearing faint whispering voices uh which were too weak to understand but sounded like a feeble woman singing hymns which is kind of odd yeah uh the encounters escalated and the bells youngest daughter betsy began experiencing brutal encounters um encounters with a, uh something invisible uh it would Pull her hair and slap her uh, relentlessly, often leaving welts and handprints on her face. Uh, The the disturbances which John Bell told his family to keep secret eventually escalated to a point that he decided to share his family trouble with his closest friend and neighbor, James Johnson. Um, Let's let's talk about that real quick. Slapping of face, pulling hair, again, that's poltergeist activity. Uh, leaving welts and stuff like that, um, which is could be demonic, right? Uh, because of the voices. I'm gonna kill that fly flying around right now. Um, the the uh, pulling hair, welts and vi- uh, physical visible. Uh, uh, what what's the word I'm looking for? The physical and visible. Physical, um, Help me out. What's the word? Evidence of something happening. So that that right there could be poltergeist or it could be demonic. Right. But then um, it comes down to, you know, a lot of
0: investigators and researchers and stuff believe poltergeist is actually demonic. All poltergeist activity is actually demonic. all right it says um Johnston and his wife spent the night at the bell house or bell home where i guess uh where they were subject to the same terrifying disturbances that the bells had experienced mm-hmm. so the pulling sheets and yep. all that kind of stuff mm-hmm. um after having their bed covers removed and being slapped repeatedly man i i Lose my crap, you know. <laughs> Johnson uh, sprang out of out of bed, exclaiming, "In the name of the Lord, who are you and what do you want?" There was no response, but the remainder of the night was
1: pretty peaceful. So, so that right there kind of tells you it was demonic, because anytime you use
0: the Lord's name,
1: yeah, the Lord's name, you're gonna get either a more forceful response or it's going to stop right So, um, let's see here it says the entity's voice strengthened over time to the point that it was loud and unmistakable Um, it was seen hymns quoted scripture which is not uncommon and carried an intelligent conversation and once even quoted word for word Two sermons that were preached at the same time, on the same day, 13 miles apart.
0: No. Alright,
1: I have a little problem with that. Right now, just saying. Two sermons, on the same day, 13 miles apart. Back then, travel wasn't like it is now. No. Back in those days, it was horse and carriage. So, just to go to town... And back was an all-day yeah it was it was an all-day thing so who's going to go to two different places for church 13 miles apart you're not going to right so i have a little bit of issue with what's said right there but anyway go ahead Uh, that's just me Uh,
0: i say uh word of this supernatural phenomenon soon spread outside the settlement even in nashville where then Major General Andrew Jackson took a keen interest,
1: and we all know who Andrew Jackson is. Yeah. So
0: you got John Bell Jr., uh, Drury Bell, and Jesse Bell, the the eldest, mm-hmm. the ones that were born before they moved. Mm-hmm. Here. Exactly. Um, they had fought under General Jackson at the Battle of New Orleans. And 1819, Jackson decided to visit the Bell farm to see what what was going on. You know, yeah. what all this stuff people were telling him about. Said uh, Jackson uh, Jackson's entourage consisted consisted of several men, some well-groomed horses
1: and uh, a wagon. Yeah,
0: well-groomed horses. I was yep. thinking of well-groomed men. Kind of throws you. Yeah, it does. Um, as they approached the bell property, the wagon stopped suddenly. The horses couldn't couldn't pull it. I mean, you know, it's not like the wheel was broke. No. Or, but that's
1: kind of like any animal, if there's any kind of negative energy. It's like with a dog. All right, a dog knows what's right and what's wrong. Mm-hmm. He can sense it. It's like a dog just standing in front of a doorway barking at nothing. And you're like, well, come on, boy, let's go. And he's just sitting there just growling, barking, just going crazy, and nothing there. He no, Something's there, but you can't see it. I can't see it. Right. That dog can see it and sense it. So horses are the same way. Um, you know, a horse can know if there's a rattlesnake on the ground before you even get to it because they start kind of jerking with you right um
0: they can they can feel the vibration yeah. and stuff in the ground which we can't
1: exactly so they but the know.
0: the issue with this was it wasn't the horse that stopped the horse couldn't pull the wagon right so something was physically holding the wagon there mm-hmm. it wasn't stuck in the mud you know didn't
1: have a broken wheel nope it just got really heavy for a horse now for a horse not to pull something mm-hmm. it's got to be like it's in the ground so I mean it
0: said after several minutes of cursing and trying to coax the horses into pulling the wagon Jackson proclaimed by the eternal boys that must be the bell witch then an disembodied female voice told Jackson that they could proceed and that she would see them again later that evening they were then able to proceed across the property pull up the lane and to the Bell Bell home where Jackson and John Bell had a long discussion about the Indians and other topics and stuff uh, while Jackson's entourage waited to see if the entity was going to
1: appear yeah, yeah. Uh, one of the men claimed to be a witch tamer now I don't know it I've read books on witch hunts I even have a copy of the Malleus Mount of Quorum which is about witch hunting
0: mm-hmm.
1: a witch tamer I don't know if they're talking about a witch hunter or someone that can cast out right. a witch so it's got different meanings but
0: kind um, of, I'm, I'm jumping off topic here go ahead <laughs> kind of um, coming back to the book once we get our studio completely finished, mm-hmm. we need to get a bookshelf in here for all of our.
1: Wool we'll ducks. Yep, we'll do that. Because
0: I know both of us have quite a bit of. Oh, jeez, We got so much mentioned.
1: information, and we've done this for so long. We've accumulated so much on the subjects and everything just to keep us informed um, when we go out doing investigations, what to look for, and everything else. It's just, it's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, After several uneventual hours, he pulled out a shiny pistol and proclaimed that its silver bullet would kill any evil spirit it came in contact with. He went on to say that the reason nothing had happened to him was because whatever had been disturbing the bells was scared of this silver bullet.
0: Wait, it's kind of of strange, you know, because silver, from all the stuff we've done really has no effect on spirit no nothing no I mean you know and silver bullet you know that goes back to the werewolf stuff you know Yeah. it's even that
1: it's not even fictional because they've actually tested a real silver bullet in a gun mm -hmm. it has no flight trajectory at all even in a rifled barrel well smooth barrel in a smooth board like back in those days right when the silver bullet first came in, it would fly everywhere. There was no straight trajectory for a silver bullet. To, and then when they even tried it in a rifled barrel, mm-hmm. and a lot of you, I don't know, you know, if you know what a rifle barrel is, you know, you'll understand. But the people that don't, it's one that's got spirals cut into the barrel, which spins it like a football when it's thrown and keeps it straight. Even then, it came out, and when it hit the target, like, say, ballistic gel, it just deformed on impact. It, there was hardly any penetration, because silver is so soft. And for the silver bullet theory, it has to be pure silver. It can't be mixed with any other...
0: Right. And that's the thing, is is silver is not a, It's like gold. It's not a hard
1: exactly. metal. So yeah, It's just, it's, it's crap. Yeah. My theory, anyway. But anyway, um, because of the silver bullet, it was scared. And like Merle was saying, you can't shoot air. Exactly. And that's what a spirit is. It's manifestation of energy, energy and air mm-hmm. around you. So it's like shooting the wind. You can't do it.
0: Immediately, the man screamed and began jerking his body in different positions. So, he pissed something off. Yeah. <laughs> Complained that he was being struck with pins and, being, uh, and beaten severely. A strong, swift kick to the man's... Posterior. To, to his ass. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> from, from That's a good way to put foot. it. <laughs> sent him out, out, of the, out the front door. I mean, you know, we don't use a whole lot of cursing and stuff in, no, you know, no. in our cast. We may throw something in here and there, but it's not...
1: That's not our thing is to... No. You know. I do like to provoke when we go on uh Oh, yeah. I'm the provoker. <laughs> yeah. I ain't gonna lie. I do like to provoke when we go on our investigations, but... I like it, but at the same time, I'm not a big fan of it. But, you yeah. know. Yeah.
0: So after being... Being kicked, kicked, sent him out the front door. Uh, angry, the inter, the entity then spoke up and announced that there was yet another fraud in Jackson's party, and that he would be identified and tormented, and tormented the following evening.
1: So that goes back to the witch tamer, another fraud. Yeah, exactly. Yeah.
0: Now terrified, Jackson's men begged to leave the Bell Farm. But hey, Jackson, on the other hand, insisted on staying so he could find out who the this fraud was. <laughs> the men eventually went outside to sleep in their tents but continued begging Jackson to leave. What happened next is not clear, but Jackson and his entourage were spotted in nearby Springfield earlier the next morning, presumably en route to Nashville. And here's the thing about um, Adams, Tennessee, and Nashville—they're not very far apart.
1: Mm-mm. No, that's a, actually back then. That was a couple of days ride.
0: Right. I mean, it may be now. It may be an hour outside Nashville.
1: Yeah. Oh, I can tell you. Like, uh, give me one second. I can tell you. I didn't. I didn't happen to look that
0: up, but
1: we'll just use walking distance. Uh, let's see here.
0: Yeah, because I don't think it gives you an option for horse. Nah,
1: <laughs> <laughs> I guess bicycle would be close to a horse as far as speed. Yeah, you can go a
0: little faster on a bicycle. Like
1: well, then, you, you could probably go a little faster with a horse than a bike. Well, that's
0: if you had a horse at not at a trotting.
1: Well, you also don't know if they were going up and down hills or through the road, woods and right. stuff like that. So
0: yeah, you don't. Because the the roads aren't the same as they are now. You're not going to have interstates and stuff like that. All
1: right. Uh, If you would keep doing that while I'm doing this. Okay. I'll Um, I'll get back to this.
0: So, over time, Betsy Bell, which was the the oldest of the girls? Yeah. Yeah. That's Elizabeth, right? Uh, Became interested in Joshua Gardner. A young man who lived not far from them. With the blessing of their parents, they decided to marry. Everyone was happy about the engagement. Uh, Well, almost everybody. The entity, for reasons unknown to this day, repeatedly told Betsy not to marry this
1: Joshua Gardner. Now, that's, uh, that's Adamsville, right? Adams. Adams, Adams, Adams. All right. Adams, Tennessee. Okay all right um what i found out is if you're actually walking that that's a 12-hour walk um if you're taking a bike say a horse uh-huh would you say horse you're looking at probably a four-hour ride from adams to yeah. Nashville. so it's not that bad it's like a half a day yeah half a day's ride
0: but it may it may be it's probably more than that because like i said the roads yeah. are
1: different than they were yeah um yeah you know, the environment yeah. changed the territory changed Right. Um, I swear I'm going to kill that fly uh, like a fly on the wall uh, let's see here uh, Betsy and Joshua's former school teacher Richard Powell had been noticeably interested in Betsy for a time and expressed interest in marrying her when she became older by some accounts Powell, who was even 11 years older than Betsy, was a student of the occult. Although it wasn't proved, he was secretly married to a woman in nearby Nashville, um, Um,
0: Esther
1: Esther Scott, during the time he spent at Red River, expressing his fondness for Betsy. According to uh, older accounts, Powell politically expressed his disappointment with Betsy's engagement and wished her a long and prosperous marriage with Joshua Gardner.
0: That's still kind of
1: weird, you know, your teacher. Mm-hmm. Well, back then, you know, people got married at 16. <laughs> right. Back in those days. I mean, back in those days, if you weren't married by, say, 17 or 18, you were pretty much an old woman Yeah. with no start. prospects.
0: Uh says so, uh, Betsy and Joshua could not go to the river or the field or the cave the cave's gonna come in the park a little yeah. bit later uh, to play without the He taught
1: them uh,
0: their patients finally reached crisis mass on and on Easter Monday in 1821 Betsy met Joshua at the river and broke off their engagement. The disturbances decreased after Bessie ended the engagement, but the entity continued to express its dislike for John Bell and vowed re- relentlessly to kill him.
1: Uh, kind of makes you wonder why it was targeting John himself. Right. There's got to be a link or some kind of connection between the entity and John. Yeah, it was attacking everybody else in the in the house, but it specifically targeted John. Um, it said Bell had been experiencing episodes of twitching in the face and difficulty swallowing for almost a year, and the malady to, uh, to uh, it seemed to grow worse with time. By the fall of eighteen twenty his declining health had confined him to the house. When the auntie commenced removing his shoes when he tried to walk and slap him in the face with uh, experienced seizures. When Uh, when he experienced seizures.
0: Man, that would suck. Be having a seizure and getting a crap kicked out of you.
1: (laughs) You you know, that goes back to the old saying, getting kicked while you're down, you know? Yeah. Um, Her loud, shrill voice could be heard all over the farm, cursing chastising old Jack Bell as she referred to him alright there's got to be a reason why she's targeting this guy yeah he was in the man of the house but there's got to be an exact reason and I don't think anybody's came to that conclusion yet Um,
0: let's see uh, John Bell breathed his last breath on the morning of December 20th 1820 "'after slipping into a coma the day before. "'Immediately after his death, "'the family found a small vial "'of an identified liquid in the cupboard. "'John Bell, Jr. gave some of it to the cat, "'which died instantly. "'The entity then spoke up, exclaiming joyfully, "'I gave old Jack a dose of that last night, "'which fixed him.' "'John, Jr. quickly threw the vial into the fireplace, "'where it burst into a bright,
1: bluish flame and shot up the chimney. Uh, John Bell's funeral was one of the largest ever held in Robinson County, Tennessee. As family and friends began leaving the graveyard, the auntie laughed loudly and began singing a song about a bottle of brandy. It is said that her singing didn't stop until the very last person left the graveyard. The entity's presence was almost non-existent after John Bell's demise as if if its purpose had been fulfilled. In April 1821,
0: the the entity visited John Bell's widow, Lucy, and told her that it would return for a visit in seven years. The entity returned in 1828, as promised, so exactly seven years. Mm -hmm. Most of its visits centered around John Bell, Jr., with whom the entity discussed such things as the origin of life, civilizations, Christianity, and a need for a, a mass spiritual reawakening. Huh. Of part of particular significance were its nearly accurate predictions of the Civil War and other events. That's that's pretty interesting. Yeah.
1: The. Um. It, The auntie said farewell after three weeks, promising to visit John Bell's most direct descendant in 107 years. The year would have been 1935, and the closest living descendant of John Bell at the time was Nashville physician Dr. Charles Bailey Bell. Dr. Bell himself wrote a book about The Bell Witch, published in 1934, no follow-up punishment, uh, there was no follow-up, was published, and John Bell died in
0: 1945.
1: Do- Dr. Bell. Yeah, Dr. Bell. Um, so what we need to find out is if the the witch actually visited Dr. Uh, in 1935. Because it doesn't say... It did or didn't unless it's in that book
0: right maybe a book we need to add to the collection
1: but at the same time it said uh let's see here it says it would have been 1935 but he wrote the book and then the book was published in 34 so so this was passed on for him to know yeah
0: all this information about it
1: so that had been a year after the book was published is when she was supposed to come back and see him, but nothing was mentioned after that, right. whether it did or not. Which is kind of weird. If you look at that, um, it said 107 years. That'd been 1935, right? Mm-hmm. The book was published in 34, right? Right. And he died in 45. If he died in 1945, that's exactly 10 years after she said she'll come back and see him. So she said she'll come back um, in seven years to see uh, Lucy, right? No. The uh, widow. It said uh, 1821, the entity yeah. visited. It said it would be back in seven mm-hmm. years. The entity returned in 1928, which was ten years, right? Stayed for three weeks. So seven and three is ten, if you're following... The kind of weird math I'm going by. 73 is 10. She said she'll be back in 107 years, which had been 1935. He died in 1945. That's 10. Yeah. So it's a weird coincidence that 10 shows up twice.
0: Yeah, it is. Um, you got the entity that tormented the Bell family and the Red River settlement almost 200 years ago is often blamed for all kinds of unexplainable manifestations that occur near the Old Bell Farm. Um, the faint sounds of people talking and children playing can sometimes be heard in the area, and it's not uncommon to see candle lights dance through the dark fields late at night. Uh, photography is especially difficult. Some pictures taken in the area show mists, orbs of light, and other phenomena including human-like figures who were not present when the pictures were taken uh because of that going back to that mm-hmm. the mist <laughs> back
1: to that yeah our same, first investigation
0: same issue yep well our first investigation together
1: yep yeah the, our very first bit? investigation is mainstream
0: right yep and having that mist show up and several photographs
1: mm-hmm. yeah I mean that mist when and we were this is this the um, our investigation that we're talking about was in Mississippi right nowhere even near this and we you know coming from that graveyard taking those photos we had that mist around us right everywhere else was clear so yeah that's
0: pretty interesting and the orbs of light yeah it we only captured that,
1: what two orbs at night
0: but that one orb right between two of our
1: well, you and one other person yeah, yeah. that was that was,
0: was kind of interesting oh. it just that sh- the mist kind of made me go back to the god no, I, I understand um it says uh, the cause of the bell's torment almost 200 years ago as well as today's horrid unexplained manifestation remain a mystery. Uh, Numerous theories. uh, There's no one... One theory that is universally agreed upon by Bell Witch enthusiasts and researchers, and there probably never will be uh, different people have different standards Mm -hmm. of proof. Yep. Most do agree that there was something very wrong at this Red River settlement. And... There may very well be something wrong there today, but like you were you were talking about nobody wondering what this connection was. Could it go back to that animal was an the animal there for a reason see one of the the theories is is that this um Bell Witch, was a former mistress of John Bell. Mm-hmm. I think I was thinking her name was Kate, something like that. I believe so. Um, and but the the settlement was what they're calling it. The home is no longer there. It's been torn down.
1: You know, yeah, the land's still there, the land. house.
0: Land's still there.
1: The, the house isn't. The, but the,
0: this part of our research didn't, sh- it just mentioned the cave. Right. But the cave is still there on the property, and they call it the Bell Witch Cave. So, apparently, you could still go to this cave and.
1: Yeah, they still have tours, and well, it's privately owned.
0: And you can actually, yeah, mm-hmm. you can do the tours or whatever. But they say there's still a lot of stuff that goes around
1: this cave right which Merle and I have uh, discussed and thrown it up in there about doing an investigation here if we can get in touch with the right people
0: right that's the thing is, is getting in touch with the right people yeah because we're not, we're not going to do something that is going to we're not going to break in somewhere
1: yeah we're not breaking any laws to do anything at all
0: we we, we respect the places we go
1: yeah the, we respect the places and the people, and we, you know, we're, we're, it was like, you know, se- several episodes
0: ago when we did Athens Jail, mm-hmm. you know, we were really respectful when we went in this
1: place, yep. you know, yeah, we we take,
0: you could tell a lot of people, are. yeah, we take, anywhere
1: we go, we treat it as if it's our place, we make sure nothing gets damaged we look at every aspect of how we rig something before we even rig it right so if there's put, no damage we, or anything
0: yeah if we use any kind of, any kind of tape or anything like that exactly we take it back with us we don't leave any
1: nope we clean up any trash yeah we there's no footprints of us being there and uh, we tried to get the best information we could Now that
0: place there probably was footprints because there was some dust and stuff on the ground. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm not gonna sweep the floor, you know. Oh, I'm not either. I'm not gonna bring a broom to.
1: I mean, there that, was that's dust that
0: could have, you know. Yeah, there was a electricity we by.
1: could have sucked that stuff up, but still. Yeah. You know, with a vacuum, but I, it's just. I didn't yeah. see any plugins in the walls, for a vacuum. I know there no. was electricity. Well, we use switches.
0: We used electricity upstairs. Well, downstairs. Yeah, upstairs there was no electricity.
1: That's right. Just light switches. There was wall sockets downstairs because we plugged our stuff in. Right. Yeah. That's right. But there were no
0: lights upstairs either. Remember. We we had to use flashlights when we went upstairs. You're right. We had lights right there in that one little, in one. The one room and then right there where we had our equipment set. Yeah. It's the only two places that had
1: lights. Yep. The rest of it was
0: I mean, I've run off on more tangents today. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean that's that's the bell witch for you. I mean there's you know, there's tons and tons of books out there. You know, if you wanna read more into it, you know, go check out some of these books. And that uh, Doctor Bell's book. I'd like to get that for collection if I could find it. Yeah. I think
1: we can find it on the Amazon. Um, I mean, what was it called? Um, the Bell Witch. It's just called Bell Witch. All right, let me look on Amazon real quick. Uh, published by Charles Bailey Bell.
0: Or not published, but, you know, written by... This fly is... uh but, yeah, I mean, there's, I've seen so many articles and stuff on this. I mean, it's a pretty big legend, especially getting documentation and stuff from, you know, Andrew Jackson, of all people, you know? I just you think know, Andrew was,
1: Jackson was a very honest person, too. Yeah. So...
0: I think I think it would have been funny to just to see that guy get kicked out the door. <laughs> that would have been funny.
1: Uh, the Bell Witch of Tennessee by Charles Bailey Bell. Yep. Yep, we can get it. It's um uh, some paperback. Um Is that all I got is paperback? Yeah, it's 24.99 with $4 shipping. It's not a big deal. Yeah. We could do that.
0: Yeah, we'll do that.
1: We may just write it down and get it when we get our
0: bookshelf and stuff in here. Because I don't want to keep adding.
1: It's going to be loud. Death comes swift to those who fly swift.
0: There's been a fly that's been flying around the studio driving us insane. And I missed him. It's just
1: one fly. (laughs) That was my kneecap, though. But uh, yeah, the Bell Witch. You know, some people. What was that one movie that was that came out? What was it? A haunting in Connecticut with um, Donald Sutherland.
0: I th- think so. Yeah. No.
1: Was that it, or was it a haunting?
0: See, that's what the one of those
1: was. One of them is kind of based off of The Bell Witch. I think, If I'm right, it was the one with Donald Sutherland. Where, yeah. and I hate to say it, but he was sneaking into his daughter's room.
0: Yeah, I can't remember on that
1: one. And I think that movie was based off the stories mm-hmm. and everything from The Bell Witch.
0: Yeah, see, one of them had to do with that, and the other one was Ed uh, and Lorraine Warren. Yeah, now that story... That's what started the whole Conjuring Yeah. story.
1: Um, There was another one that mm-hmm. I've actually... We're going to do a podcast on uh, demonologists and demonology. Mm-hmm. We're going to... Well, possession. We'll do one on possession, because there's a couple stories we need to talk about. Okay. But uh this hey awesome. Ding. Um as far as the Bell Witch goes, uh like Merle was saying, you could still go to the location. They have tours. You can um they'll show you where the, the house was. Uh you can also do the uh the tour of the cave and that's something we're gonna do one day yeah and uh but they,
0: they say don't take it lightly when you go in there because people are afraid when you go in there that some it's gonna latch on to you
1: yeah of course i mean we go in these places all the time i mean fear is the worst thing you
0: can give something like this exactly and we've from what i what i can
1: tell we've never brought anything back with us no uh um there's going to be that one day, though, something might. But as long as we stay level-headed, yeah, we're going to be good.
0: Yeah, especially the way you like provoke. <laughs> 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 to provoke. You're going to piss off. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I mean, I thought we were going to bring something back from uh, uh, Vicksburg. Oh, yeah. When we went down there and did the, uh, uh, the Insane Asylum. Yeah just doing that walk around i thought we were going to bring something back because not what was it six weeks before we went down there yeah um and we didn't we realized it at the last moment um i know this is kind of getting off subject with this but um, hey it's
0: it's paranormal podcast That's yeah. what we do <laughs> um
1: we found out six weeks before we actually went down there there was unfortunately a, a murder and when we got down there, um, the place did have a, uh, I guess you could say a vibe to it. Ominous. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But we we got out of it okay, but that was the one place that we actually thought that something might come back. But and that, that, we
0: that was the only place I've ever been where I was physically... Yeah, you were made, drained out, yeah. Yeah, it's like... I was nauseous. Mm -hmm. Like my energy just dropped.
1: Yeah. And start walking up. Yeah, going up those steps. Yeah. Yeah. Make Um, it halfway
0: up, and I was like.
1: Hanging onto the wall. I remember that. And that's the first place I've ever been where I was actually on alert, like waiting for something to come out at me. And I'm never like that. Yeah. And when I heard that glass crack, like somebody was stepping on it on the second floor, right as we were getting up to that door. Yeah, I was right, right. Right
0: about that same time, I I got sick. Yeah, Cause right. I was yep. I was behind you as you were fixing to get up there, and I physically had to leave, go back downstairs into the fresh air, mm-hmm. and my energy just jumped right back yep. up. Yep,
1: I remember that because you said you were feeling a lot better once we got downstairs. And then I was the whole time I was waiting for something to come down those steps, because if you remember, I kept looking back toward those steps. Yeah, I was. That was the one climb, man
0: but then it's also interesting when we let when we were leaving when we got back out to the vehicle when we were taking pictures of the front of the building
1: yeah we caught, we caught that
0: that image it looked like somebody leaning up against a post
1: yeah but that, there was no post out there right there was no post but we took that picture it looked like a lady in a dress yeah and that that's weird so yeah and talking about this mist again let's go back mm-hmm. to that on our first investigation as mainstream. When we did that cemetery yep. coming out, we kept getting that feeling like we were being watched and followed. Like something was... L- yeah. Making sure we were leaving. Right. And me taking those photos and it was the first time i ever taken photos like that. Mm-hmm. Just taking it and swinging it behind mm-hmm. me instead of turning around and snapping photos. Trying to catch whatever what it was walking behind us. Because it kept sounding like... When we'd stop, it would stop. Right, like it was ducking behind stuff. So if yeah. I figured if I turned around and stopped and turned around, it would jump behind a tree. So I was just swinging the camera back and forth, and when I swung it behind us, I'd click, click. And that's when I caught the photos of the mist and everything around us. And that was unique. And then when we got past the gate, there was no mist, and everything was back to normal.
0: Right.
1: So, I mean, I took several shots of that. So, yeah. So...
0: And it wasn't, like... It wasn't a humid night. Either. No. So, I mean, there was no reason for the mist.
1: No. Nope. There was no moisture in there. There was no humidity. Well, there was humidity, but it wasn't... It was standard Mississippi weather. Right. So, there... It's not like it was chilly or anything like this. It was a summer. Yeah. And it wasn't that early in the morning where there would be mist. So... But, yeah, I think in the next, next episode we should do, or a couple episodes in, um, should be the uh, um, possession. We need to do one on that. Okay. I already know what our next episode we're going <laughs> to do. All right.
0: All right. But uh, I, I guess that's going to be it for this episode. Sounds good. Um, so we're gonna, we're going to head on out of here.
1: Yep. And, uh, guys, we're coming to the end of this, uh, COVID-19, and we hope everybody stayed inside, did their social distancing, and is, uh, doing okay. And we do appreciate all the listeners, um, and also all of our, um, uh, comments and everything we've been getting.
0: Yeah, we're, uh starting to get a little bit more
1: feedback and stuff yep. now and, and we do appreciate it guys we really do every little bit helps so keep giving us those thumbs up keep listening to us and i think merle has something yeah to
0: um me. if you could if like you listen on apple podcast go ahead and leave us a review there yeah help kind of bump us up the up the ladder a little bit like it like you said every, every little bit helps
1: and we do appreciate every one of you guys listening we do we're here for you guys we, we do this not only because we enjoy it but we think you do too that's the reason we bring you this information
0: <laughs> and that, that's all I got um,
1: didn't you want to send some uh, shout outs
0: yeah I'm gonna go ahead and do it do them now okay um got, got a few shout outs um we got Watchers Paranormal it's, yep um well they uh, they liked us on Twitter and gave us a shout out on their podcast. Um, you can catch it on YouTube. I'm not sh- that that's where I seen it was on mm-hmm. YouTube. Um, you also got Ghost in the Night podcast. Mm-hmm. You got uh, the Monroe Falls Paranormal Society at a uh, uh, Monroe Falls, Ohio. And then Nightgeist, It's Night and then Geist like Poltergeist. Yep. Night Geist podcast. So go ahead and check all those guys out. Mm-hmm. That, and that's all I got for this episode. Okay. Um, so I'm, I'm Merle. I'm Larry. We'll see you on the other side.